Okay. Welcome back to Spousal Privilege. You want to try that again when you're not still working the <laughs> vanilla wafer or whatever? What is that thing? Vanilla wafer cookies. Yeah. Try that again without you not working that out of your teeth. <laughs> Welcome back to Spousal Privilege. You got to say the whole thing again. I'm not cutting bits and pieces. Welcome back to Spousal Privilege. I feel very welcome. It's been a while, like a month or something. Well, since we've recorded, not since we've released. This is actually going to be a special bonus uh, release is how I'm going to do this. Special bonus for our special listeners. Yes, everyone's very special. Because our last episode that we posted uh, just less than a week ago... um, from the time we're sitting here, we covered up through about halfway through the third season of Orange is the New Black. And we just started a rewatching of Gilmore Girls. Best show ever. And before we start talking about that on the show, we wanted to finish our talking of Orange is the New Black. So we're going to do that tonight. Tying up some loose ends. That's right. And I'm going to post this uh, as a special... In what would normally be our off week, I'm going to go ahead and post this on uh, Monday. Then we'll be uh, all set to start a a bunch of posts about uh, Gilmore Girls leading up to the new episodes that are premiering in November on Netflix. Are we allowed to kind of preview what we're going to talk about, about with the Gilmore Girls rewatch? Would you like to do that now or would you like to do that at the end of this episode? This would be what we would call a teaser i might be a little bit more energetic with a teaser at this moment than at the end of the episode no, i'm saying we just did a teaser by saying we're going to say something at the end of the episode oh you sound disappointed okay what do you want to say say it now you win basically if if you've been interested in the gilmore girls but you're like oh no i can't watch like was it seven seasons Correct. Seven seasons in the next, oh gosh, like two months, basically. Yeah. For some odd reason, you don't feel like you can camp out in front of the TV that entire time. Well, we are going to rewatch it all for you and let you know which episodes are very crucial. So that if you need to skip some, we'll let you know which ones you can skip and be okay going on to the next episode without any issues. Ah, yes, there it is. You wouldn't think it'd be that hard to find. November 25th is the date that uh, Gilmore Girls will be showing on Netflix, the new episodes. Is that your brother's birthday? No, his birthday is the 22nd. Attention, anyone wanting to be uh, an identity thief for my brother. (laughs) You'll have to figure out which brother I'm talking about first. True. Uh, it's the day after Thanksgiving, which is what I was thinking it was. Ooh, that's normally go get our Christmas tree day. And well, what it's going to be is go get our Christmas tree in between episodes of Gilmore Girls. It does mean that we will easily that weekend finish all of them. So I think let's see. This here. is all going to depend on if family invades. I make that's hey. We can, I, I'll be real honest with them and let them know what's happening that weekend. If they want to be a part of it, then that's their choice. So here we are today. We're going to post here. 
normal posting. So season one, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go weekly for a little while and post these in succession. So, cause we've got, so th we're going to post the episode we're recording right now about oranges, the new black, we're going to post it on the 12th. So then we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten weeks. To get people caught up. Correct. So yeah, we will even discuss things that are going on, right? There's not going to be like, well, this is crucial. Oh, no, we're going to talk about it. It's going to be a 10-minute episode of us saying, you should watch season one, episode one. Here's what I'm going to commit. Episode two. We're going to open each of these Gilmore Girls episodes with a list for the season we're going to talk because we're going to talk about one season at a time. And we will start off by sharing the list of what we consider to be the essential episodes in that season. That way, if you've never seen the show before, you'll be able to listen to the very beginning of the show, hear that list of essential episodes, and you could hit stop or pause, go watch those episodes, and then you could come back and hear whatever we had to say about the season. And agree or disagree and, you know, maybe send us a note on your thoughts. Can you please just stop fishing for it? Nobody's ever going to talk to us. It's been a month that I've not talked about fishing. That's because we haven't recorded in a month. I know. Just give me a break. The last episode we recorded, we were talking about how the Olympics were about to start. Was I still fishing then? And it's now September 10th. <laughs> Did I fish in that episode? You, you like pretty much every episode we record. So... How about get it out of your system now? My last plea to anybody that's listening. Which is not you. I just listened to it a little bit. Coming into the living room last night. And plus, I am on the show. I heard everything that gets published. I listened to it while we it's talk just, about it right now. And then... You edit it. I edit the show, so I listen to it again. Yes. At least once. Sometimes I listen to portions twice. Yes. And uh, then I usually listen to the whole episode back again once it's posted. Yes, make sure it's perfect. Well, I would definitely not use the word perfect. Well, make sure it's describe like it. not, random crazy things don't get yes, accidentally put in or something. there aren't weird audio artifacts or something. Or key artifacts missing, maybe. I don't know. What the hell does that mean? In case you were like, oh my gosh, we totally talked about something. For some odd reason, I must have cut that out. Usually it's the... I um, listen back and I'm like, oh, I think we talked about that twice. <laughs> I think that's the same comment I made the previous time. <laughs> or the moment that Michelle was right and you were wrong, it somehow gets cut out. No, I'm, I, try, I try to be very even-handed in the editing. Anyway, last plea for anybody listening. Yeah, for God's sake, somebody <laughs> just send Michelle a fucking message and just say, I listened to five minutes of your show. It was terrible, and I'm never listening again. You sound horrible. But at least... I would never listen to this show ever again because you sound really horrible. Yeah, confirm all of Michelle's fears about how yes. awful she sounds, even though I assure her. You sound like a complete loser that I, if I met on the street, I would never <laughs> want to talk to you ever again uh, because dear Michelle, you're a complete weirdo. At M. Worsh, you're the worst. Yes, just tell me that, and I'll just move on. Podcast listener. 
Dan will still make me publish this thing, so don't worry about it if you hurt my feelings. This is 100% voluntary? Yes. You are not under duress. I'm not talking to them. I'm talking oh. to you. I'm not making <laughs> you do anything is my point. Uh, you'll guilt me into it. I will release your shackle when we are done recording. Help me. <laughs> when you we've recorded to my satisfaction. And then you can go back in your cell. All it takes is one person to email me. And that can be released. <laughs> this takes one. No, on, the one. on the contrary, um, I'm the one that doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly happy to send this out into the ether for nobody to listen to ever again except for me when I'm editing it and then hearing it back. And then again, when he's 80 years old and missing me. That's right. Whatever, you're going to outlive me. Or playing them for me in hopes to help me remember our time together. Oh, when you're like old and senile? Yes. We'll both be independently listening, going, Who is sounds, this person? It sounds a little bit like me, but who the hell is that other person? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I have your notes here. 25 more minutes. <laughs> First rule of podcasting is never set an arbitrary, or it's never, never set a or discuss how long an episode's going to be, because if you do, that's the kiss of death, and it's going to be way longer. Arkansas won. Yeah, go hogs. Pig suey. I was more real about that than Dan. Yeah, I don't really... Uh... Uh, you don't care. No. I mean, I was into it when we were on campus, but pretty much ever since we weren't. That's because you weren't a Razorback fan before you went there. Well, I mean, I'm kind of out on sports in general these days. Even things I was a fan of as a kid. Besides the Olympics. I like, some, like, yeah, that kind of thing, like sport. But, like, even that, I get aggravated that, like, everything's about, oh, here's the American that's about to finish in 35th place. And, oh, and here's all the people that did way better. Here's their names on a list. <laughs> or a local college soccer game. Yeah, see, like, I mean, like in person, it's it's much more interesting. Orange is the new black. Yeah. Yeah, that's a show. Did <laughs> you want to talk about it? I thought maybe we would. Okay. So we've organized this a little bit differently. Well, first of all, we've organized it, which is different than what we normally do. <laughs> so scatterbrain, tangents. We actually collaborated on this list of notes versus me having a list of notes and you having sort of paid attention while the show was on, which is kind of our normal approach. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, so... Not going to be the case with Gilmore Girls. Okay. Because you've been taking notes? No, because I just really like to show him. It's, it's all absorbed. Pretty sure I was still the only one taking notes. I didn't say I was taking notes. I said no, but I'm into I, it and I, I, I just absorb just now. it. Oh, you're something. So are you. <laughs> I'm glad we established that. So what we've got here is kind of a character-by-character character breakdown of what happens between episode eight of season three, which picks up where we left off last episode we were talking, and through the end of season four. And so why don't I start? It looks like you had some kind of generic kind of notes down here. Yeah, that's some like bigger, higher-level type of things. Yeah, I'm not really following your system 100% <laughs> here. We have the main characters. All right, we'll just do characters then. 
We'll go back to the bottom. Let me kind of see if I can explain. No, it's, I, mean, I understand. I, I can read. I understand the notes, but they're not comprehensive enough to represent like an overall plot summary. So we won't start there. Okay. So let's just start with our main character, Piper. Yes. Or Pipes. That's a little nickname with Alex. Sometimes. I fucking hate that nickname. Uh, her her um, former fiance called her that too. Uh, yeah. And, and, her, and her best friend lady. All these people that are really close to her. Like, it's a terrible nickname, but anyway. Do we see much of them in four? Season four? Cause I no, know that, thank goodness. I know she found out that her friend and ex-fiance were boning down. Yeah, I can't remember when exactly that came up. It wasn't... Clearly the people that do the Wikipedia plot summaries... Don't give um, a shit either. Yeah, also don't give a fuck about those people. Um... Because I think it was in here somewhere, but they can go eat a dick. So there are lots of typos plus some Apple engaged typos. Oh, you're talking about some autocorrect business here? Because down below there was a duckweed. (laughs) (laughs) I like this adiatinal. (laughs) That's me quickly trying to say accidental. Or additional. No, it's additional. additional. I just thought it was funny that the that the autocorrect didn't accidentally. understand what it was. Yeah. You you transpose two letters. How does it not know that's accidentally? Okay, so Piper. Piper in the panty business. Yes. She really starts taking off and she kinda gets a little too big for her panties. She really yeah. The, she kinda turns into a big jerk. I didn't care for this entire storyline. With her thinking she's a badass. Yeah, she yeah. Basically, yeah. The thing I've enjoyed about her character progression up to this point in the show is her becoming more humble and the humility that she's displayed as she's learned that, oh, maybe things aren't all about me. Like that's been right. the first couple of seasons. She was kind of understanding that, you know, she was in this place where she doesn't know anything. She needed to, you know, learn from other people. But even Red was kind of teaching her helping her figure that out by like her relationship with Alex and stuff like that. Yeah. But this whole panty business thing, it, I mean, she ultimately learned some tough lessons near the end, but, uh, for most of it, she's making all the same mistakes again, except way worse. So yeah, she's, she's trying to strong arm the other inmates into participating and not getting paid or getting paid very little, getting paid in ramen, flavor packets and uh alex has enough and leaves her yeah she's like hey you're, you're done with the shit yeah this is gonna this is gonna backfire on you i'm out of here and um and in the meantime uh piper's okay with it because she thinks she's got it all figured out plus she has a new little uh uh lady friend to uh to fool around with mm-hmm and, of course, that backfires on her big time because Lady Friend... Which we figured. ...ends up uh, stealing all the money from the panty business. Yep. And Piper gets super cutthroat on her and gets a whole bunch of contraband shit, like, finds it from all over the place and puts it in her uh, little footlocker. And she ends up getting her ass sent to maximum security. So instead of getting out of prison like she was about to, 
little Stella ends up going down to maximum. Stella. Yes. Reference acknowledged. Thanks. Elaine from Seinfeld, for those who don't know. Maybe the greatest episode of Seinfeld. Probably uh, not the greatest. No. But really great. Is that the one where Jerry's like... It's, it's, really, they, it's really just like four minutes. Yeah, it's the one where they go to Florida. By the time you go to sleep and wake back up, it's really like... Mrs. Seinfeld, I beg you, turn on the air conditioning. Oh, yeah, Jerry has sunglasses because it's burst capillaries. Hello. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, uh, Elaine, uh, this is my Aunt Stella. Stella! <laughs> Stella! <laughs> Her back hurts. Are you familiar with what that's actually referencing? There is, like, an actual movie or something, like an older yeah. movie. It's called A Streetcar Named Desire. Because even, hello, Gilmore Girls, Lorelai does it, too. It's a pretty, uh... It's a pretty famous thing. If I've ever seen go this in its entirety, down, go to bed. I don't know what I remember. Out here. I know, I have not. You're gonna get the law on you. Stella. Get a beat on a woman and then call her back because she ain't gonna come. You're gonna have a beat. Listen, you're I'll say haul you in and turn a file on you like the devil last time. You stinker. Hey, Stella! This is a movie version of a... It was a stage play. Okay. By Tennessee Williams. Why does this seem really risque for the I mean, time? It is for... Was it 1951, maybe? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty... Uh, wow. It is pretty risque. Stella. Okay, so... So, yeah. So, Piper's still kind of... That I mean, so she gets her little badass thing going on, and I mean, it's still she's still riding it because she's like, "Oh yeah, now this guy, you know, Chicky turned into Max. Don't fuck with me." Blah 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 blah. And so then she has her bunk mate try to be her bodyguard. Well, that was already going on at this point, and so, and because that had been going on for most of the season. True. Because she got the new bunk mate. Because at the end of, because uh, we're, we're all, all the way into season four. She was the, mean to at the beginning. She was mean to her at the beginning. Because um, at the end of season three, uh, the prison, <laughs> like the entire prison, um, escapes and goes to a neighboring lake. Yes, they were fixing the hole where the chicken was getting into. It's, it's also where... Uh, uh, Chang's uh, orange supply correct was located through the hole in the fence. So basically, that was revealed, and so they're trying to repair it. And then was it the nun lady that first saw it? No, it was Norma. That's what I meant, Norma. And um, so yeah, she's just like glassy eyed, just like oh my gosh, lake water openness. Oh, I guess she didn't see the lake yet. It was just no. like, it, the fence is gone. Is it really gone? Is it an illusion? So then everybody's like, where the hell is she going? Oh, shit. There's not a fence there. Let's go. Yep. And so basically all of them 
make a break for it. They can't really leave and go anywhere because the lake pretty much blocks them from getting anywhere. But they they all just go down to the beach and and play in the lake for I don't know half an hour, an hour, whatever however long it is. And uh, all the guards have walked out because they're pissed at Caputo, and so there's nobody to go get them. And that's how season three ends, um, along with the prison basically doubling in capacity and all these new inmates coming from down the hill. Because um, the way this works, because I read the book that the whole thing is based on, and the maximum security facility, it's all part of the same prison, and but, the, but basically as they approach the end of their sentence, if they've been on good behavior and all that, inmates can kind of graduate from max to the the camp is what they call the minimum security area where Piper and all the other characters are at. Um, and so that's what's happening. They're bringing inmates up from, from max to, to that facility. And, um, and so if you have a minor offense, you might do your whole sentence in the camp, but for people that are more serious offenders, they can, it's part of a transition to back to, freedom essentially because like piper is going to be just in the in the camp yeah yeah but when they get sent to the shoe also known as seg or the hole or you know any number of other things solitary confinement um that is in the maximum security building okay but it's its own separate uh wing where of course as it as it uh, sounds each person is in their own room with basically no privileges or anything. They have a bed. They do have a bed. Yeah. So Piper has this little criminal empire um, and in trying to protect it, she refuses to let um, this group of Dominican inmates in on the uh, on the whole thing. So they decide to just create their own. Right. And she then ends up sicking the guards on them and by insinuating they're forming a gang. And it basically ends up with this like racial profiling going mm-hmm. on for most of season four that's really pissing them off. Um, and it, But it's not just the Dominicans because the stupid guards just essentially like anybody who looks vaguely Hispanic, they mm-hmm. assume it's it's all one big monolithic group. And in the meantime, with all that, Piper tries to, uh, I don't know, she wants to create a, I think she calls it like a security group or a, something like that. What she call it? And it's like about safety and ends up inadvertently creating a, a white power group because the only people that show up are racist white people. <laughs> yeah, it's like she's trying to make the prison more safe or something. You know, some kind of... Yeah. She, that's she, why she was just like... That's how she was getting the guards to kind of... Correct. Why she was saying, the, like, look how the Dominicans are all always together and stuff like that. That doesn't seem safe. And Yeah, and she also planted a pair of the panties that they've been they'd been smuggling in the the main gal uh, for the Dominican group in her bunk and got 
several years added on to her sentence. She was like coming up on the end of her sentence and it gets extended by three to five years. And she was, she was the one who had a baby in the first season of the show. Yeah. And so she's had a baby that she's never gotten to really see. And now it's going to be an extra three to five years. So she loses it. And the baby daddy wasn't willing to bring her anymore, bring the baby anymore. Yep. Um, so she gets Piper's bunkmate slash bodyguard to sell her down the river and they beat her up a little bit, but then the, the coup de gras is they hold down Piper and, uh, burn a swastika into her forearm. Basically, if she's going to be Miss White Power, they're going to make her own it. Yeah. Which then she's covering up with bandages and it's bleeding through and... Oh, it's all infected and gross. Yeah. She's in tons of pain, which she deserves. But Red saves the day. Always. I guess not always. She ultimately uh, confides in Red and Red... uh, Takes her back into the kitchen. They they used the the handle of a of a ladle, yeah, and heated it up over the stove to make the swastika in the first place. And so Red takes the same one, heats it up, and basically rounds out the swastika and turns it into uh, what they decide looks like a window. Yeah, so at this this point, she kind of talked things out with Alex and stuff like that. So by that time. Yeah. Alex was back by her side. Yeah, so Alex kind of went on her own little weird journey. She uh she had her issues. <laughs> I know she's not your favorite, but this was kind of an interesting storyline. I felt better about her after it. I mean, it was kind of I mean, she had her near death experience by almost getting killed by guard. Yeah, it was funny cuz she thought that uh Lolly played by Lori Petty um, who we had seen in the at the very beginning of season two on Piper's little trip to Chicago. Right. Um, that's when we first saw her and then didn't see her again. And then she suddenly got transferred to Litchfield. And so Alex was freaking out because Alex was insisting that somebody from the, from the old drug syndicate uh, was trying to kill her. And she thought that Lolly was going to, going to do it. And it made it even worse when she figured out that Lolly was tracking her movements and keeping like a diary of all her comings and goings. Which Lolly somehow got to believe that she, like, because Alex goes to like a guard and's like, look, look in her, you know, notebook there and, or finds the notebook and then like Lolly like writes and she's like, that's not my writing. Lolly somehow proves that like, or tries to prove that Alex is making stuff up. Uh, I don't know. All, all it is, Alex ultimately figures out that Lolly's delusional. Right. And thinks that Alex is some kind of agent out to get her, and that's why she was tracking her movements. Right. Uh, but but while everybody else is playing in the lake at the end of season three, Alex is face-to-face with a guard in the greenhouse who reveals that he, he is a, a legitimate guard. He's been hired by the prison, but he was sent to infiltrate by the drug lord guy and he is there to kill Alex and she's uh getting choked to death I think when we uh uh when season three ends yeah 
But Lolly comes in and... Yeah, in the season four premiere, uh, Lolly cracks the dude over the head and uh, beats him up pretty good. And we we think he's dead. Later that episode, it comes back, or Alex goes back to bury him because they kind of like covered him up in a tarp. And Alex goes back to bury him and oops, he's not dead. So she has to smother him, to, so he he really is dead then. Cause he's like there, like she lifts the tarp and his like eyes are open, like I see you, I'm moving. Yeah, and then uh, Frida, one of the in the old ladies' club, <laughs> the old lady murderers' club, <laughs> she uh, comes in and sees the body and uh, ends up helping Lolly and Alex carve him up into little bits. And uh, they do some planting out in the garden. Yep, nice fertilizer. Yep, right right under the sunflowers, which that lasted quite a while. I I thought it would. Yeah, I really thought it was gonna just fade away, and you know. Oh, you thought it was just never gonna come back. Yeah, I thought it was just gonna be over and done with. Mm, no, I thought it would. I thought it would blow up faster than that. I was thinking once it w- once it had gone on for a while, it wasn't gonna resurface. Like I was agreeing with you that it was everything was smooth sailing for a long for like nobody brought it up like it was just okay I got you I mean it was brought up constantly because Lolly was acting like she was gonna spill the beans over and over again but there was no one like going hmm gee these flowers seem to be doing better than these other flowers or was that weird smell or it would have been what's that weird smell because. I'm pretty sure that, like, human flesh isn't a particularly great uh, uh, fertilizer. I mean, I don't know, you garden more than I do, so maybe you would know better, but... I don't garden with dead people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I don't I don't think that's, you know, I don't think there's anything in... I don't know, some kind of chemical that is released from the body as it's decomposing. I would think it would do more harm than good, but... I guess we won't go down that rabbit hole figuring that out. I don't know. Look at where people get buried with, well, any casket or whatever complete. What is that called? Oh, like a green burial. Yeah. They like, still in the box, like from though? Six feet under. Yeah. Are they still in the box, though? It depends. On how green you really want to be. That's right. Or brown, or. Because <laughs> you kind of get brown because you have the dirt all over you. Yep. I don't think you get very green. Kind of start browning. Probably kind of black. (laughs) So anyway, Lolly keeps trying to spill the beans. Alex decides to confide in Red, who thinks maybe she can mediate the situation. But by the end of it, Red's like, no, Lolly's got to die. Lolly's out. And then it's actually uh, Counselor Healy to the rescue, weirdly. It's like the one good thing he ever did. Where he He's t- tried so hard, though. Well, I disagree. You seem to like him a lot more I'm than I do. I'm not saying I like him. It's just that he, I think he sometimes realizes he's a jerk. Total fucking douchebag. And tries to, I mean, like the whole, try to like be like the cool chick that completely backfires. Yeah, we talked about that last time. Yes. But he does, in this case, uh, do some counseling with Lolly. Now, it's actually bad counseling because she's telling him, like, hey, I killed the guy and cut him up into pieces and buried him in the garden. And he's like, oh, don't be silly. You know, like, that was just, that's just something that's in your head. 
and you need to move on from that. And he talks her out of it that she was just imagining things. So, but then gets her sent to the. Well, yeah. Later on, the body the body does get found, and uh, Healy feels guilty about how he talked her out of confessing, and almost kills himself as a result by wading into the ocean or something. I guess it wasn't the ocean, but lake. It was the, in some kind of River. body of water, not the same one the inmates were swimming in. No. But he's about waist deep. Phone rings. And his cell phone back on the beach or the shore, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rings. On and land. He decides to go get it. He thinks it's um, the wife. His wife calling him, his, his mail order wife. But it was actually the prison, I think. Yeah, so it was the prison. Because yeah. he gets there and they're like, why are you wet? <laughs> yep. <laughs> So he uh, he ultimately gets Lolly uh, put in the psych ward. Uh, but the good thing about that is is it lets Suzanne off the hook because they had gotten her to essentially confess to something she didn't do. Uh, Which is kind of easy to do. Yeah, because she's not very smart. And uh, so Healy set that straight but then decided that uh, Lolly wasn't the only one that needed some psychiatric care, so he goes and commits himself to a facility, which was through all this interesting. Other stuff you find out, like his mom is also deranged. Yeah, he when he was a little boy, his mom spent time in a facility and um, ended up going off her meds because they made her forget stuff, and she ended up on the streets. Yeah, she ended up being a, a, a homeless person and. Um, he basically never saw her again. He thought he had found her at one point, but it wasn't actually her. Um, so, I mean, yes, they paint this very tragic story and I understand why you feel the way you do, but, um, I just can't get over the fact that he's a a dick. I will agree. He has some dick moments. A lot of them. I agree. There were dick moments. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so red when in, other than helping out with the whole body in the garden situation, um, she does get the kitchen back because it had been taken away from her in the beginning of season three, I think, or uh, or the end of season two. I think it was beginning of season three. I guess whenever because she ended up getting caught with the from the gardens. No, because she's in the garden. But her garden ended up being why her therapy of not being in the kitchen. How did she get kicked? Whatever it was, um, she got put back on kitchen duty, ended up getting put back in charge of the kitchen, but just as um, Caputo did it, as a little bit of a fuck you, uh, just as the the prison switched over to this boil-in-a-bag pre-made awful food that nobody wanted to eat, which, Slop. which basically... You know, Red hates because she takes such pride in her work, and now she's being forced to serve this awful garbage. Which is why Piper was selling the flavor packs. That's right. And uh, it's also wants some flavor in their food. It's also why the kosher meal got very popular. That's true too. Which what was funny about that was uh, you realize that Lolly was the first one who came and ordered the kosher meal and started the whole thing. Um. But uh, by the end of it, 
so many people were uh, getting the kosher meal that the prison corporation got got wind of it and and they sent a rabbi in to see who was really Jewish. So those remember us and they were like, "What's kosher?" <laughs> we talked about it the last time. The whole thing with Cindy uh, uh, watching all the Woody Allen movies and uh, and th- and then quoting all this stuff from Annie Hall and the and the rabbis like, well. I can tell that uh, you're you are very familiar with the films of Woody Allen. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, now, one of the things I really enjoyed that uh, there there was a funny storyline when they first got bunkmates. Where uh, Red uh, had a bunk has a bunkmate that snores. Yes, that was funny. And uh, having to be up at like three a.m. or five a.m. to yeah, uh, Piscatella the new captain of the guards from he came up from max and he's a real shithead dick and uh takes pleasure in waking red up at three in the morning or whatever time she has to get up to get the food ready um red does get a little moment though with uh, the the new celebrity inmate uh judy king uh where she doesn't like her so she puts a little uh, some eye drops in her uh in her breakfast, I think. And uh, Judy gets the terrible shits. <laughs> Diarrhea explosion. Diarrhea bomb. I forget how Red ends up getting her bunkmate to actually sleep at one point. Because I know she kept doing different little tricks to kind of like... Oh, there was a whole funny montage of her trying to yeah. do all these different things to get her to stop uh, snoring. But then finally something clicked. Because she did get... Get some sleep. I don't know. There was one episode where didn't Red end up getting a sleeping pill or something? Or she was just so exhausted. She ended up sleeping for like a day and a half and snoring. Yeah, she was snoring. She had, then I think she kind of got in trouble because she had slept through. Oh, yeah, she did. I mentioned Judy King, the famous uh, inmate. And I, I should deviate a minute to explain something I learned when I read the book. Um, first of all, the book is about, um, Piper Kerman's real life experience in, uh, in the Danbury, Connecticut, uh, federal, federal prison. Um, so the premise for the show is very much based on her real experience. However, most of the details are exaggerated. Um, a lot of the characters are based on real people she met or combinations of people, but the actual incidents and all that are pretty much right from the get-go pretty fabricated. Um, the uh, Did she really get branded? I mean, no. That's okay. that's a great example of, no, that's way after, like, nothing ever gets to that level. Did uh, she really go to Chicago, though? Because with the drug so lord thing. The real timing in the book is that she was just a matter of a month or two away from the end of her prison sentence and was like just starting to prepare for how was she going to say goodbye to all these women that she'd made, you know, friends with and all that. And then suddenly they let her know one day, Hey, you're, you're going on the plane. You, you're and they don't tell you where you're going. And, uh, she had to spend some time in Oklahoma city. Cause that's where, that's where apparently a lot of the movement happens in the federal prison system. All the planes kind of, end up there and then before people go on to their final destination. Interesting. And then that's when she ended up in Chicago. And uh, it was to uh, testify 
it was to testify about a guy that she never actually met. And in reality, that is the point at which she met. And I don't know if it was Alex in the book or not, but that's the only time she crossed paths with how Alex, the, the, the real life Alex was not in the prison with her before that and all that. So that was their first, uh, their first encounter, but she did the testifying and then her sentence ended while she was still in Chicago. So she actually was released and Larry picked her up in Chicago and she and Larry, to my knowledge, are still together. So like that's also very different from the show. So very so prob- much probably Larry in real life is not very annoying. I hope not. Larry on this. <laughs> Even though we really like him in American Pie, but Orange is a New Black, not so much. No. Too needy. But yeah, so one of the things I learned in reading the book was that Martha Stewart and her whole sentencing was happening while Piper was in jail. And so the whole Judy King story on the show is intended to be like the Martha Stewart except that in real life, Martha Stewart did not end up at Danbury, Connecticut, where Piper was. Uh, in fact, the uh, it wasn't a very nice prison. And so to make sure that they didn't get Martha Stewart, um, the people in charge basically didn't accept any new inmates for the whole time that Martha Stewart's sentencing was going on. And the moment she ended up in Virginia... Uh, they opened it all back up and it was tons and tons of new inmates. Martha Stewart even petitioned to get to go to Danbury because it was closer to her like 90-year-old mother, mother, grandmother, I can't remember which, but she wanted to be close enough to be able to visit and the request was denied. So we don't have a lot of notes in here about, uh, well, I guess Suzanne is the next one. We've got some notes on. We talked about Time Hump Chronicles on the last episode. We're still waiting for that to get released in hardback. Yes. Um, but, the, you know, in in the back half of season three, we learned that, that she was actually a virgin and, and found sex very confusing. And so that's part of why Time Hump Chronicles is so crazy, because she doesn't really know how sex really works. Um, but this, uh, this gal, um, Maureen, who's younger than Suzanne, um, likes the, the story that she's writing and wants to help her out on figuring things out. Yeah. She wants to reenact some stuff with her, um, in the janitorial closet, but Suzanne bails on it. And so they're on the outs for a bit and then. But then they reconnect at the lake at the end of season three when everybody's frolicking in the water. But then crazy girl is like, let's, let's run away. And there's like a little cabin there. Yeah, season four premiere. Uh, they, they wander off by themselves. And Maureen finds some, it's this gross old cabin in the woods. And she's like, we could live here and you know, forever. And Never we're be in love. And... And Suzanne's like, well, I'm going to go back to prison now. You should come too. And Maureen's really upset about it and, and is angry with her. Um, and, and they end up, you know, having a kind of a pretty cold uh, relationship through the, through most of season four. Uh, Maureen then 
um, invites her back to the janitorial closet at one point and starts to, um, they were like fooling around a little bit, weren't they? Because I think she like reaches down Suzanne's pants. Yeah. And then like just when Suzanne's starting to like feel pretty good, she's like, all right, see ya. This is what it feels like to get bailed on. Right. Yeah. And I don't don't remember the exact circumstance, but then after that, Suzanne goes, uh, goes off the, uh, the deep end and beats the shit out of Maureen. Yeah. But must've happened away from somewhere or another. It happened to where Suzanne didn't get caught. Was it like some, it's like immediately go to max. You're not supposed to touch another prisoner. Yeah. It was like if they were in some kind of like group thing. Yeah. Whatever it was. Suzanne didn't get caught then, but then it uh, it kind of comes up again at the end. We'll we'll save that next part for last. I don't have a lot in here about Tasty, nothing other, than, other than her becoming Caputo's secretary. Yeah, <laughs> she did end up realizing that she was the mother of all the black girls, uh, the, yeah. kind of the the surrogate mother after the uh, the evil, yeah. evil evil lady from season two got run Creamed. over. Yes. Yes. Um. So the, she did some funny stuff, but it wasn't like super notable. Yeah, because then they end up getting her to somehow publish the picture with Judy King, and she she got Caputo. She figured out Caputo's password. Side yeah. boob. Oh, it was. Oh, that's what side boob rules. R u l e z was uh, Caputo's password. Um. And so, yeah, she's looking up all this stuff on the internet, and that was pretty funny. She got a watch. She got Caputo to get her a watch. Yeah, and then some douchebag broke it. Yeah, that was... Oh, one of the guards. Yeah, that was part of the shit hitting the van. Yeah, dickweed guard. Um, Nikki was gone for quite a while, but then yeah. she she came back and ended up addicted to heroin again. So she was getting out, they... Somebody slipped or something. Yeah, I know. Uh, or made her think that because that's how she was going to get out. She took the drug or something. No. Oh, she had to go down on a guard again, didn't she? The female guard? I'm making stuff up. You're making all of that up. Okay. I do know she ended up on. Loose check felt like, felt like an asshole uh-huh. for getting her sent to Max. I know. He confessed it to Judy King. Yes. Judy King got her fancy expensive attorneys to get Nikki sent back to the camp. I got that. So what the fuck were you talking about? I thought that something else was happened that made her think that she was not getting out because of Judy King's connections. I mean, I honestly don't remember. You could be right on it. That just doesn't ring a bell to me. Okay. I felt like it was because she was still on the outs with Red or whoever. And she ended up depressed and looking for an easy, uh, easy fix. But whatever, it doesn't matter because she gets clean again. And of all people, it's Doggett that actually helps her get uh, yes. get clean. Because miraculously, uh, Doggett, formerly known as Pensatucky, um, has become someone that uh, we actually kind of root for now. Right. Which I didn't think would be possible. True. But uh, that's some good writing, I guess. Um, 
because what happens with her is uh, one of the new guards in this new wave of guards is a is a guy that used to work at the local donut shop, and they kind of hit it off because she's taken over um, after Morella's Morello's whole deal where she um, let the van get taken by uh, Rosa at the end of oh, season yeah. two. Um, Doggett's the one who gets to be driving the van now. Yeah. Since Morello's privileges were taken away. And so Doggett is on the, you know, regular driving of the van to do errands and all that. And Donut Man, hmm, excuse me, uh, Doggett's on the regular driving of the van route. And Donut Man is the guard that goes with her all the time. And they start taking little side trips and feeding stale donuts to the ducks and um having her act like a duck yeah it that was, was all like weird started off kind of playful but then it got kind of weird where he was super weird he was being all like domineering over and stuff and then they had a little bit of a kiss but then when they got back back to the prison that day he uh gets in trouble for being out too long and he angrily goes and and uh, Molly rapes Doggett straight up. I mean, no beating around the bush. It's yeah. And in the same episode, we see her flashbacks. It's the um, to when before she was uh, in jail to find out that it's not the first time she's been raped, and um, it was really heartbreaking to to watch the uh, how that all happened in that episode. He ends up. Um, Boo finds out and figures out that something's wrong with Doggett and concocts a whole plan. And they actually drug the guard and Boo is ready to have Doggett jam a mop handle up the guy's yeah. ass to basically pay him back for uh, for what he did. But Doggett can't go through with it. And he uh, he does genuinely feel sorry and apologize I don't think that makes it okay necessarily, no. and I, and and I understand why Boo is upset, um, but ultimately she and uh, Doggett part ways. You know, the, no, they they well. they reconciled at the end of season four, to some degree. Hmm. They were at least talking again. Yeah, there was a whole side storyline about uh, Gloria, who had been running the kitchen when Red was out. And uh, Sophia and their sons ended up sort of hanging out together. Well, it was, I think. Gloria's son needed Gloria a ride went to, to jail. Yeah. So Gloria went to Sophia and was like, Can my son ride with your son so that he can come visit me? And yeah. So, like, that first time, you know, Sophia's son's all like saying bad words and being completely weird, you know, different to what his normal demeanor is. Yeah, Sophia uh, incorrectly thought that it was Gloria's son's fault that uh, that her son was being terrible. And it turns out he was just being terrible. He was just being a teenager and uh, rebelling and doing terrible things. Uh, but they get in a fight. Uh, Sophia wins and gets sent to the shoe and Caputo just kind of leaves her there. And now 
part of it is he's following orders because now that he's been promoted to warden uh, by the new prison company that owns the place, he uh, he doesn't want to rock the boat. Um, but it, it gets to a point where he's kind of had enough when Sophia's wife shows up at his house and the lady who also works at the prison company at the corporate office, who he's been dating, uh, pulls a gun out of her purse and tells Sophia's wife to uh, get off uh, the private property. And uh, and so Caputo um, leaks a photo of the terrible uh, state that Sophia's in. And uh, she ends up getting to go back to camp right at the end of season four, like one or two episodes left, I think. Yeah. It's like she was trying to get her studio back and all that. Yeah. So Caputo kind of, you know, he goes from being somebody that I, I didn't like a lot at the very beginning to somebody I was liking a whole lot. And then he kind of goes the wrong way in a lot of this as he gets the promotion and he, uh, uh, right before he got the promotion at the beginning of, uh, uh or at the end of season three, he was going to help the guards unionize because they didn't, they didn't like their treatment under the new corporate company, you know, prison company, but he ends up bailing when he gets the promotion. And, uh, there was, there was a funny episode where, uh, dog gets old buddy. I can't, I don't remember her name, but she gets mistaken for a different prisoner who's supposed to be released that day. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, they pack her bags and send her out and, and dog gets driving the van to take her to the bus station. And she's like, all right, wait, see you later. <laughs> Good for dog to go along with it. She could have totally called her out. Yes. But yeah, she was like, see you later, Kim, or whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever, the, whatever her name was. Her not real name was. But the gal, uh, so they, they, they're dealing with an escaped uh, convict. And uh, Caputo actually uh, goes out. Well, he, Caputo's boss, this was, I think this was before the promotion. Yeah, I think it was before the promotion because it was the other son of the executive guy. Oh, yeah, that weird. was like, yeah, we don't need to tell corporate about this yet. Because uh, Caputo says something like, you know, hey, we're not the fucking bloodhound gang. Like, we, don't, <laughs> we need to call the, the right people in. But he, uh, but Caputo actually does end up going out by himself, goes to the bus station, and she's still sitting there because she just didn't know what to do. So he takes her back to jail. Um. Because it was totally a database, you know, computer screw up um, on the part of the amazing uh, corporate prison uh, system. She goes to the shoe. She ended up with like a little shoe uh, time. Maybe. I can't remember. I don't care enough about her to remember. Uh, but we did get a flashback about Caputo, and you find out how he ended up there in the first place. Because he was actually in a band, and they got a an offer to go on tour to open for somebody. And his girlfriend reveals that she's pregnant. But not with him. Not with his kid. It's with his bandmate's kid. Yeah. But they're no longer dating. And so Caputo, being the current boyfriend, wants to do the right, what he considers to be the right thing. So he stays with her, wants to raise the baby, goes and gets a job at the prison that's, you know, that's in town as a guard 
and what ends up happening is the actual father of the baby, because he went on the tour, the band gets famous and she ends up leaving Caputo to go be with the guy anyway. Poor Caputo. So maybe why Caputo has some issues. Speaking of his issues, uh, he is, he's banging the old, uh, assistant warden through a bunch of this, uh, uh, season. It's just, that's before he gets with handgun chick. They finally, they finally part ways. Well, he parts ways with, with the handgun gal well, yeah. and then gets back with, uh, Figueroa. Cause the, cause the, oh, never mind. Never mind. I was mistaken. This is the the last episode of season three. So it's the same episode where everybody's escaping to go to the lake. But before that, Caputo and uh, Figueroa are banging. And he, uh, he must have like go limp or something. And she says something. And because his response, I wrote it down was, my dick must have finally realized who you are. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was pretty good. So yeah, in the episodes we covered last time, um, or I guess it was, it would have been season two, uh, is when Morello had her little escape adventure to Christopher's house. Yes. Her psychotic day. Now she's, she spends most of season three doing different pen pals, trying to find a new man. She ends up finding this dude who is, uh, willing to marry her. Uh, but before that, uh, she convinces him to uh, go. Um, actually, I guess she doesn't tell him explicitly to do something in particular. But no, he, she but, just realizes that he's completely hung up on her, and she's and talking will just about do anything. Yeah, well, and, and she just so she just talks about her former boyfriend, Christopher, and how awful he treated her, and so this dude gets his crew of guys and goes and like threatens or beats the shit out of Christopher yeah, in his house. Shit out of him. It was it was something. Um it was funny when she finally married the dude though that um the guards looked the other way on the touching policy and let the two of them have like an hour to bang it out in the uh in the visitor room. Well because prior to that married. they would have like I guess little meeting sessions like the days that people could come and visit, like you know. No, this was after that. No, I, I'm saying so during the days that, like, even Sophia and Gloria's boys are there. She's visiting with this pen pal dude, and they're like basically having, not really sex, but they're just talking it and like you know heated and stuff, and it's just like completely embarrassing. And like the moms are trying to like. Stop it. My kids are here and you don't remember that? I do remember that and it doesn't happen before they get married. It happens after. I thought it happened really before. One is 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 after. That was before. That's why I was like the moment they had sex it was crazy and loud and whatever. I don't think so. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It was no. funny either way. I wanted to talk about it. I'm glad we did. Okay. Would you like to continue? Okay. So Blanca had a was being mistreated because she was 
because she smelled and wouldn't take a shower. So in protest, she decided to stand up on the table. That's correct. I'm just, I'm going to rewind a little bit and, and explain what the hell it even was about. Piper's whole thing where she got the guards to start treating all the Hispanic people like shit. Right. Resulted in them doing basically stop and frisks where they were feeling up all of the, uh, all the ladies, anybody who vaguely had a figure that they might be interested in. Um, and that included, uh, Blanca and what she figured out was she could have some kind of nonviolent resistance that if uh, if she had BO, that they wouldn't want to feel her up and get all up in her in her private areas. And then what happened was the one guard, I think his name is McDonough, um, he was a real asshole, and he insisted that she go take a shower, uh, but she ignored him. And when he caught a whiff of her in the cafeteria again, he was angry about it and they had been told to get creative with punishments because there was no space in the shoe. And so he had her stand up on the table in the cafeteria and told her she couldn't come down, um, until he decided, or I don't remember what the timing was, but that she basically had to stay up there indefinitely. I remember that now. That wasn't her deciding to stand there. No, correct. Somebody else did decide to stand, though. But then, yes, when Piper was then, she then decided to also stand up to support her, and then everybody else started standing. Nope. Eventually. Yeah, like a day later. It was not the same. I'm not saying, okay, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get through this, but not take 20 days. So Piper stands up, and then... 48 hours later, the rest of the crew... They all got to come down. I don't remember why, but something happened. Oh, the body. It was the... Oh, yeah. It was the the lockdown and all that. So Piper and Blanca got to come down off the tables because everybody had to go back to their bunks for lockdown. Okay. So, So then it was after all of that. So they then make her go back onto the table, Blanco? No, there was a whole thing. Some I don't remember what what exactly triggered the final protest, but somebody was treating somebody like shit, basically. One of the guards was treating one yeah. of the prisoners like shit. Typical. They were all tired of it. And maybe it was Blanca that first got back up on the table. Somebody, I don't remember who got on the table first at the end. But what eventually happened Yes. was all the inmates ended up Yes, pretty much everybody. Standing up on top of tables. Even though they were having a hard time getting up on the tables, they all helped each other. Oh, yeah, other. even the old ladies were doing yeah. it. So during that, so all the inmates are on the tables. The guards are now like going, oh shit, what do we do? So then they decide to, again, become assholes and try to force them down, which caused Pusey to start freaking out. Nope. No. Suzanne was freaking out. Yes, that's correct. Okay, sorry. I was trying not I'm to... I'm sorry, look. because I'm all in your head. I'm trying to... It's it's my fault. So it's Suzanne... Because I want you to do the talking for once and not me. 
and then I'm I'm being all shitty about how exactly you need to do it. So is there being aggressive with all the inmates and stuff, getting them down off the tables? Suzanne freaks out. I think it's like a controlling thing. Well, because she's all upset because of the whole thing where she's just beating the shit out of Maureen. And she hasn't come down from that whole thing yet. Well, yeah, that, but there was the whole thing of like how she ended up back at season one or two when she freaked out on Piper. Yeah. It's just a controlling thing. Anyway, so Suzanne freaks out. And so Pousset tries to go help her. But when the asshole guards is like holding her down, which is causing her to like really not be able to breathe. Well, it's it's young and stupid Bailey. It's it's not one of the asshole guards. It's young, scared Bailey who just didn't know what he was doing and was just reacting. And so he was he was afraid for his his well-being. And so he pins down Pousset to stop her cuz he thought she was being aggressive. And he's paying attention to everybody else that's going on around him, not listening to the fact that Pousset can't breathe. Okay. I mean, that's what made it so difficult was that if it was one of the shithead guards, well, yeah, that'd be really easy to be like, well, that cocksucker, it's all his fault. But Bailey was just young and inexperienced and never got the proper training. So it's it's the whole, that whole thing coming back again. It's the same young kid who stupidly maced himself in the face on uh, his first yeah. day because nobody taught him how to do anything. He just got thrown into the job. Yeah. But anyway, so Pousset is not able to breathe and ends up dying. Which then, um, So-So is like super torn up. Everybody, well, I mean, she's, is, yeah. is, is devastated. It's and, like, but So-So in that how she ends up getting... She, well, I know she gets drunk. So she finds. Oh, she goes and finds Pusey's the moonshine that she's yeah. been hiding and gets all drunk. And then the weirdo girls and be like, oh, wait, if she's drunk, there's booze somewhere. And they end up going find it or something. Yeah, something like that. But it, it's I would, the whole last episode is awful because Pusey dies at the end of the second to last episode of season four. And then. Her body is laying in the cafeteria for, for most of the final episode. Um, it's all basically a day. Seems like days. And it's a long day. It's again the corporate thing. They're all they're debating on how to handle the situation and uh, delaying calling the the cops outside in to to deal with things and it uh it's a bad deal and um ultimately caputo this whole season of him kind of going against his guards and and all that he finally uh can't take it anymore and he during the live press conference uh defends bailey and and says that um that he won't be fired that uh that he like stands by his uh, corrections officer and um, Tasty sees it happen because yeah, she's she's, in, she's hiding in her uh, 
Wasn't she hiding in her desk? She was area? hiding in the office. Yeah, her second. I forgot. Like I don't know if she was really supposed to be there. She definitely wasn't supposed to be there because they because were. She ends still up like lockdown. I think. Yeah, because she ends up like somehow crawling out and whatever. And, and then, then she's ready to start some shit. Yeah, she starts banging on the on everybody's doors or whatever. Yeah, she's getting everybody riled up, saying they're not gonna fire him or or Caputo is taking dickweed side. Not dickweed, sorry, it's not the. I mean, he still killed her. Right. He's, I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, it mirrors a lot of the stuff that is. Unfortunately, it continues to happen in the real world that uh, it's there should be some kind of punishment. You can't just hide behind the fact that he didn't get trained properly. I mean, let me put it this way. When you break a law and you tell them that you didn't get, you know, told all the rules, I didn't know that. That doesn't keep you from getting, you know, put away for it. I didn't know these drugs, these drugs were illegal. Or that this amount was, you know, might be considered to be a, deal, a dealer or whatever. They don't care. They put you in jail. I'm pretty sure you still get a speeding ticket, even though you don't really know the speed limit. No, well, usually. Yes. Depends on the scenario, I think. <laughs> I think if you're going to be... Speeding is a bad example because <laughs> there's a lot of discretion uh, on the part of the officer. You're definitely in a speed trap. They're probably still going to give you a ticket. But, uh, but yeah, so Tasty gets everybody fired up, and we got a riot on our hands. Meanwhile, the prison company's trying to get Judy King out of the jail, um, and they even backdated her paperwork to make it look like she yeah. was gone the day before. And they think that she thinks she's about to sneak out. Um, all her new black friends she's made, she's lost because she's refusing to speak up on their behalf. And, uh, just when they're about to sneak her out of the jail, here comes all the inmates. It's all coming from, because it's like there's wings yeah, it's of like, the prison. Exactly. Everybody sees my hands moving. It all comes to, it's like a four-way stop. Yeah. An intersection kind of thing in the hallway. And everything, everybody comes together there. And that's where the guards are in Judy. Yes, and one of the guards that's in the in the uh, middle is the uh, the biggest shithead of all of them, who. Um, okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay, um, the one of the guards that's right in the middle of it is the biggest shithead of all of them, who we saw earlier in the episode got got his other guard buddies to look the other way. When he decided to have an ankle holster uh, with a gun hidden, uh, even though that's totally against the rules. And he goes to pull it because he thinks, I guess he's going to be a hero and put down this riot single-handedly with one little ankle revolver. And instead, he uh, gets knocked down. It falls out of his hand. And uh, Daya ends up with it. Which I think teardrop tattoo chick like says something too. Mascara. Is it? Oh yeah, because yeah, she paints it on every day or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, she says something to Daya about like, do you need to pass that gun over to me, or do you need somebody else to 
take over for you, or can you do this? Oh, and, and yeah, everybody's do you have to, this. The whole prison at that point is basically telling him to shoot the guy. Yeah. And that is where season four ends. Dia with the gun. So we'll see. I guess maybe next June. Because Daya's mom did get out. Yeah, she's been released. Just like you're about to be. So yeah, that's uh, that's seasons three and four. In a, I'd say in a nutshell. It's not a very not. small nutshell. I told you, never say it's going to be short. You're the one that said it. I did not. Yes, you did. You said 40 minutes. Well, and then we rabbit holed it up anyway. Well, it went to the versions. We didn't start talking about this until we, we'd already had 25 minutes unrecorded. Because we were. T- it doesn't matter. Because I had my more energetic now. teaser. I was trying to say thriller. Well, I'm glad I didn't get like super tired, pissy version at the end instead. Exactly. See? This is like when the child decides that she doesn't like something before she's tried it. You you just made yourself to be pissy at the end on purpose. No, I did not. <laughs> All right, then. Well, next time we sit down, we'll be talking about Gilmore Girls Season 1. Be prepared uh, for those who may want to do the uh, the watching of the essential episodes. There'll be a lot of them in Season 1. Which is typical for a season opener of a show. I would say so. In order to get it renewed, you got to have it interesting. Well, that and a show that has a lot of character development over several seasons. There are a lot of things being laid, you know, groundwork being laid in the first first season. Yes, groundwork being laid, not people getting laid. Well, there's some of that, too. There is some of that. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody. That, uh, That concludes our Orange is the New Black. We'll pick it up again next year when season five comes out. Although, it's not like we'll binge it all in the first weekend or something. Nope. That's just not how we do it. <laughs> That's for people that don't have kids. It is one of those that gets released, the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. All at once. Just like Kimmy Smith and... Daredevil. Daredevil. Jessica Jones. Luke Cage is coming out in a couple of weeks. He was in Jessica Jones, the black guy. Oh, okay. Owns the bar. He's going to have his own show now? Yes. Wow. Because ultimately, spin Daredevil, off, spin off, spin off. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and the immortal Iron Fist, they come together and they are a team called the Defenders. They're all in Hell's Kitchen. That's all their deal. Mm, kind of like the Avengers. It is kind of like that. That's That's how the whole thing was conceived. It was supposed to just be four standalone shows and then the Defender show but then Daredevil was so super popular that they decided to make more Daredevil so it kind of delayed the whole timeline Uh, but the same thing happened with Jessica Jones they're making another second season of that too so we'll see seems like there was something else that I get excited about making a murderer I'm kidding that's not like something you're anticipating although they're supposed to have new episodes of that yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah, more follow-up, I guess. More developments in the case. Because it's the same case. Well, and they did let go the one guy. Correct. But then, like, I think there's now... I've tried not to hear too much more about it. I, I heard, think, like, his new... I heard Brandon Dassey got let out, but that's about all I... I think his new... 
dude man who's still in jail. Yeah. Can't remember. Yeah. Like I think his new my my way of telling person. you that I was trying to not think not hear much about it was sort of a polite way of asking you to not tell me about it. Oh, you don't want to? No, I would like to wait and hear on the show. So they, there is a guarantee show? Yes, they're having more episodes. I told you that. Huh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, like, the, there was talk about it. No, no, there was confirmation that it's a thing. When's it coming out? I don't know. Would you like me to search? Yeah. There is, like, I think this weekend or, like, tonight or maybe it's tomorrow. I've been today. The John Benet Ramsey. Oh, God, yeah, no thank you. Restory or something or Isn't it more the same info? thing as the OJ thing? It's like know. a second season of that or something. <laughs> yes, they're in production on new episodes. There is that family show that we watched with Coach. Bloodline, Bloodline. Oh, yeah, there's a whole season of that we haven't watched. I mean, plus you got Clifford the Big Red Dog. Strawberry Shortcake. The Princess Protection Program. I think we should really talk about the Princess Twins. <laughs> With Doom. Doom. I gotta <laughs> and, go to Amazon and, for that. And Eve. And the night creature. <laughs> and the boy yes, riding a unicorn. Creature. Eve and Dawn. No. Yeah. The Princess Twins of Legendale. <laughs> Let me just say... Which is why our daughter's having twins, having two kids. (laughs) I love my daughter, but this movie is a piece of shit. It has four out of five stars. Yeah, the IMDb rating is 5.6 out of 10. I think there's some things that are worse that we like. That we like or that she likes? I'm sure we probably like. That god-awful Frosty the Snowman shit that she keeps watching over and over again? It's, I, I thought if she was watching the original one over and over, and I was like, oh, okay. But it's not. It's some terrible newer one. Yeah. Who are all these? Entertaining story. This is my granddaughter's name. Sorry. This is my granddaughter's all-time favorite movie besides Frozen. <laughs> I like this one. My granddaughter loved it. Me, not so much. Two days ago. Dan Worsh. Uh, too lengthy. It's like an hour and 20 minutes long. It's an hour and 13 minutes. Well, it's lengthy when it sucks. So here's my thing. I honestly didn't watch a lot of it. I scrubbed through it after Michelle sent me the link that she had discovered what it was that our child was trying to tell us about the night before. Because it, well, she was I describing fi- the movie very well. We just did not know what the hell she was talking about. It was when she finally was like, I forgot what I was, I tried to search to find more of for her. I was like, oh, I think I was on Amazon, so I was going to try and do the search again, and it immediately was there. She's like, that's it, that's it. There's Doom. I'm like, where the fuck is Doom? I don't see anything that says Doom. Yes. Well, what we found out later was it's Queen Doom. Oh, they are the creators of La La Lupsy. The company is. Oh. It's not the same people. Anyway, my beef with this thing is that the animation is terrible. Terrible. Yes, our our five-year-old's going to be all about the quality of 
I tried to, you know, I've, I've tried to introduce her to things that actually look good. Although I got to tell you, maybe it's at least more interesting than this Angelina ballerina thing, because I tried to sit and watch that the other day when she was watching it when I got home. Yeah, I, thought, oh. I, could, I could tell you weren't really into it. Oh my goodness. It was excruciating. I will say what is cute is... Did you hear me from the other room? <laughs> did you hear me say, oh, this is an hour long? <laughs> I thought it was some like 20 minute show and it was like an hour and 10 minutes. No, it was like a movie. Oh, yeah. But the Netflix show, Just That Magic, is cute. It's an Amazon show. Did I say Netflix? I'm sorry. You I'm, did. Um, I'm very tired. I'm fully on board with Just Add Magic. I watched pretty much the entire season with Penelope, and it is a really cute show. It's uh, it's pretty well acted by these three young ladies that are uh, that are the main friends in it. Um, there is not an obscene amount of Amazon product placement in it. Everybody does use Fire tablets. Uh, they use Alexa and then it craps itself. They don't uh, have an echo. That'll, maybe that'll be in season two. Um, because, I mean, that's the perfect thing to have for when you're doing magic, you know, creating, doing baking with some. When they're, doing a, when they're wondering how much, um, if they, if they a need a, a teaspoon of Zedronian vanilla. And, uh. Really did pay attention. I made that one up, (laughs) but I think it might actually be real in the show. All of the things, it's all regular cooking ingredients, but then they have like a stupid... um, Magical name. Magical name ahead of them. And it's all these different magical families. There's like a whole story behind it. The leaf show's cute. Oh, Tumble Leaf. Yeah, it is cute. Um, Yeah, they... uh, You would be annoyed by Wishing Poof. Yeah, I think I saw a piece of that one day. It was pretty terrible. She does have a friend named Penelope, so Discord like and we're giving show was pretty good. We watched a couple of those that one time. You see Emerald's got a new show on Amazon. We might need to check that out. Yeah. This is it. Eat the world. Because he has. He's not looking real healthy these days. I mean, has he really looked healthy? I mean healthier. <laughs> also Superstore's cute. Good show. Yeah, we talked about Superstore. Did we? I thought we did. No, maybe not. No, we hadn't discovered it yet. I don't think. I was going to say, it's like, we just watched that within the We burned through that whole thing in like two days. You you realize after you watch a lot of hour-long dramas. We just gave the child the iPad and said, here, mom and dad got to watch the show. We didn't. (laughs) That's what it sounds like when we go through a show in two days. Well, it only had like 11 episodes or something, and they're 20 minutes long each. So... In, in like two evenings, we watched the entire run of it. And since Michelle and I both worked at Walmart for a lot of years, um, it's unbelievable how spot on their uh, their fake big box store is. Um, particularly the episode where they freak out corporate into thinking they have a, a union organizing campaign going on. I mean... I worked in HR at Walmart, and I got to tell you, it's pretty damn close to how they react when the word, when the U word gets used in the store. Um, and how they, can I, can I actually, I got, I'm going to say it and you can edit out when it's not appropriate. You ain't going to talk about my current company, are you? No. Okay, I'm just going to edit that out. I'm just going to talk about how a typical fashion corporate America 
basically does not answer your question. <laughs> Instead, just kind of talks around it. Oh, yeah. It makes you feel like you should have gotten your answer. That's why I really laughed about with that whole union thing. You know, I'm glad you said that, Michelle. It's really important for people to voice their opinions in a way where they can be heard and feel that, you know, their opinion is valued. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for hearing me. <laughs> That's a response that they want to hear back. <laughs> My favorite uh, thing that uh, is, is, a, is a clue that you're about to get bullshitted is when somebody goes, you know, that's a great question. Excellent question. Or, I'm really glad you asked that. I'm really glad you asked that because I see a way that I can turn that into something that I wanted to say that I prepared ahead of time. You've given me an opportunity to pivot to a totally different thing. Thank you for saying that. I now know how to proceed with my response according to the training that I was giving prior to coming to this meeting. Also, when they uh, when they rephrase the question or kind of ask it back or whatever, they, where, where they clearly are just buying time. Probably, pretty sure they don't have like a little earpiece and somebody really with like human or not public relations or something that's kind of like illegal or all sitting somewhere behind the scenes saying, okay, let's think, let's type up something. Okay, yeah, it sounds good. So let's whisper in his ear. So if I understood your question correctly, what you're wondering is, do I have an earpiece with people telling me what it is that I should say in response? No, I do not. <laughs> okay. We won't I wouldn't do that be surprised. We can go to bed instead. So yes, Superstore, I recommend it. It was funny. Season two uh, premieres actually in just another uh, week and a half or so. Nice. They had a one-off special episode uh, that was an Olympic tie-in. Which this totally had us confused. Oh my gosh, it did. It was out of continuity. <laughs> it's, but it was like a one-off uh, episode that was not intended to be um, after, after the season one finale, which is when we watched it. Um, and I mean, that's when it appeared, you know, in in terms of chronological order, but, uh, but it was sort of a, just like a, like I say, a one-off. Um, all right. Good night. <laughs> or good morning. Yeah. Depends on, uh, or have a great afternoon. Whatever time of day it is you're listening, have a great rest of that time. <laughs> Here's a quote from a movie. Good afternoon or good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. No. Nope. <laughs> I know it's like good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Oh, they're like, good morning, Truman. And he's like, oh, good morning. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah, say that. And he did the good afternoon, good evening, and good night. It was right there. Oh, man. Like I said, I'm a, very tired. I'm not asleep yet. You're not asleep, are you sure? <laughs> I could be. I could be talking Never in my know. sleep. That could be an interesting episode. You know, I hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep. You used to walk in your sleep. When you close your eyes and go to sleep, 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 sleep. When you close your eyes and you go to sleep, 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 sleep. And it's down to the sound of a heartbeat. All right. Talk to everybody next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.